1: The bat, Mountaineer Nation. I do think you should be happy that your new athletic director is willing to come on shows like this one, willing to talk to media, willing to introduce himself to all of you. It's not always the case around the country, so that's already a plus. I am Mike Ostey, and of course, this is WV Sports Now. Cover the Mountaineers here. And of course, that means covering the football team, men's basketball, all through Mountaineer Athletics, all of which is now under the purview of Ren Baker, the new athletic director. I was able to meet him at his induct- introductory press conference on Monday, ask some questions there. I know he's been doing the media car wash, but happy to have you on with us, Ren. So first off, how has your first week been as athletic director of the Mountaineers? Like I, I got some questions here for you for sure, but I want to start you off with just how's that first week been? And what would you say... Is, is is something that maybe has surprised you uh, about West Virginia, about WVU, about the athletic program, about the fans,
0: whatever. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, thanks for having me. I appreciate Absolutely. you taking the time to visit, and uh, I always enjoy getting these opportunities. I learned something from from each one. Uh, it's been a whirlwind for sure. Um, just, uh, you know, I think the how fast this process went, it was much faster than most, and so – um, you know, there's questions along the way. People have asked me, I'm like, you know what? I don't even know that yet. Like if, you know, <laughs> normally an AD search takes three months or something, you know, cause people aren't in as big of a hurry. So you can research more. And, uh, so this, this one went fast, but, um, I'm enjoying it. I, I think I told, uh, couple of people when I was there um, I'm used to drinking from the fire hose but I feel like someone pulled the valve of, of the ocean right <laughs> in my face uh, a few days yeah. ago but um, in terms of surprises I would say there's there's been a, a couple one is um, I knew how warm and hospitable uh, the, the people of West Virginia were I don't mean say I shouldn't say I knew but I had heard right but um, we've transitioned in 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 our careers a few times we've never had such a warm welcome and particularly not Just for me, uh, because I've transitioned and I've got a big job with a lot of responsibilities, and I'm immediately going to be immersed in that. But the way that people treated my family uh, was just incredible. Um, They, uh, you know, they from the time they landed, um, they were carting them around, giving them gifts all along the way. Um, You know, (laughs) I'm sure your
1: daughters have liked that getting gifts. They they have. My
0: oldest doesn't say a lot. She kind of keeps to herself. What, what ages up, are they? Uh, I didn't meet the them, oldest but... is 11, and okay. she's uh, very kind of quiet and reflective and always has been. She's the kid okay. that, as an infant, you could lay her on her activity mat, and she would just lay there staring at the carousel <laughs> above her head for hours. <laughs> okay. The youngest, uh, we bought a, a uh, her a mat. She never laid on it one time. You laid her down, and she screamed. Uh, she wanted you to be engaged with her, and she's still that way. So I looked up one time. Um, we were at a luncheon. And my oldest daughter sitting at a table by herself, looking at something on her phone, and my youngest daughter is at a table of eight with seven adults, and she's holding court. They're all just laughing, and so, um, but they both. I mean, I think a good sign was we landed uh, here in Denton, and um, they wanted to get pick up their cousins and and uh, yeah. go back. So uh, that was uh, that was that was awesome. And I think the other thing is just the true. Passion and statewide interest in following. I've had so many texts and calls and um, and, and uh, outreaches and um, Twitter messages, and I you know I haven't been able yeah. to get to all of them, but uh, <laughs> it's um, it, it's really pretty incredible. I think at one time I had over a thousand unreturned texts, and so um, oh, wow. I got yeah. smart. I would stay up. I, I haven't. I saw so you replying
1: to some today. I did actually <laughs> see that. So that. that
0: yeah. Yeah, it so, I, so I. So I. You know, you got so much on your mind. I'm not sleeping right. a lot right now. So I just wait till like 2 a.m. and reply to all those texts because no one can reply again. Because sometimes you're replying and then people are replying back. So
1: I'm like, well, if I wait till that's, 2, everybody
0: else is asleep. That's you know? smart, actually. I
1: might I might try to use that because sometimes yeah, you do reply and then your reply doesn't make as much sense by the time somebody else comes back again. <laughs> so, you know... uh you you know that that's coming, but
0: until you experience it, uh, you right. probably don't have a full uh, full taste of it. So you know those are probably the the two uh, surprising things. But man, I've just been overwhelmed with with uh, the excitement and enthusiasm, and and uh, it gives you a lot of energy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Excitement, enthusiasm, to say the least, when it comes to Mountaineer Nation, for sure. Obviously talking here with Ren Baker, WVU's new athletic director, Mike Osti here, and again, WV Sports Now. Find us on our channel, WVSportsNow.com as well on our site, and also everywhere you get your podcasts, you can find this in any of our podcast shows, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, etc. Now, Ren, I did start you off with with, with that one where kind of you can go wherever you wanted, and I'm sure there's gonna be more surprises that are gonna keep unraveling. There, I, I had people ask me to to ask you your your tutor's order. I don't know if you've been there yet, but that's that's a popular spot. There's a lot of food joints you and the family are gonna want to hit up. I'm actually a new girl dad myself, four month old. So I, congrats! I gotta, thank you. I have that that journey uh, ahead of me as well. She's finally getting into a sleep schedule and actually playing on a mat and not you know, allowing us to have a little bit of a life right now so I can do kind of these things while she's sleeping. Um, but I do also want to now pivot into something that was brought up at the Monday press conference that kind of has had some, I guess, backlash. This was just a comment that President Gordon Gee said in terms of the expectations for the football program. Obviously, coming off a five and seven season, that's not anyone's expectation. That the football program, Coach Neil Brown, they're all going to admit that 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 was the case. That is the case. Obviously, you know, three lose. I don't know how much you've looked into it, but the football program had three losing seasons from ninety nine to two thousand eighteen, and they've had three of the last four years. So obviously, that that does need turned around. But there was a comment that, that President Gee did mention about. Pride in the season despite the five and seven record. Now, I know what he meant because the schedule was not easy by any means, and it, it could have been a two win season. And certainly, when you're losing to finish the way they did and to have that turnaround is a positive thing. Easily could have understood if that season went completely in the toilet, but you do still miss a bowl game, which is a yeah. bar that I think at the lowest, the 15th winningest program has to at least get to. And there were some people that, well, how could you be prideful in a five and seven season? So what is your response to that comment to the five and seven season where expectations are for you, where they should be? What just your thoughts initially on what Mountaineer Nation should expect from the football program to be able to say this was good, this was not? Because I think that's also a pretty solid debate that I don't think fans are on the full same page on. Yeah during the rich rodriguez days the landscape totally different than college football now you're going to have an increased playoff system coming up of 12 teams even though you only have 4 now uh, you know there's some that want to win the conference every year there's some that are certainly a bit more reasonable there's some that got to at least get a bowl game there's some that understand the schedule i've been trying to write about it and talk about it but i don't think everyone's on the same page so just for you what are the expectations and how do you respond to five and seven and, and having pride in that when obviously the fan base isn't happy with five and seven? Yeah,
0: I, I think it's uh, totally possible to be disappointed in the results of a season and be proud of the student athletes and even the coaches to so, to a certain degree. And I think that's what President Gee was was pointing to. I mean, five and seven is not what we expect. It's not what, what Coach Brown expects. It's not what our student athletes expect. It's not what President Gee expects. Certainly, um, you know, you could have an outlier, uh, with, with a season like that because you had injuries or, you know, it was one of those where things piled up on you. Um, but that's not the expectation, uh, but you can still be proud of the way that student athletes competed, didn't quit, fought through adversity. Um, and, and, and I believe those are the things he was pointing to. In addition to, um, you know, I, the stuff that people don't see as much, but, but I feel it's just as important academic success, right. um, their personal growth and development, um, not being uh, in the newspaper for the wrong uh, for the wrong reasons. Um, and so yes. um, I, I knew what he meant there. And if you if you if you go back and you watch the entirety of his comments it's more or less what he said. Yeah. Um, it's just that became a. a, a a snapshot that people
1: uh, like to do that. <laughs> that, 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 you know, in this day and yeah. age
0: when clicks are the way yeah. that a lot of media is measured. And, and honestly, yeah. the way a lot of them get, you know, ultimately can monetize their, their, uh, whether it's, I, I, it, I know, can't stuff. lie. It's a digital <laughs> outlet
1: that I'm, I'm, I'm running right now. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: you know, um, you, you know, I, I think, uh, but, but I think that's, you, you hit on it. We're, you know, we're a program that should be a, a factor in the race for conference championships um and uh that doesn't mean you're going to win it every year um and and that doesn't mean that there won't be some years where you have catastrophic injuries and and we all know how important a quarterback is for instance um right. you know and so uh but but that's where we should be and if you look at uh the expanded playoff it's i think initially going to be a 12 eventually i believe it will get to 16 Um, there's, there's 130 FBS teams. So that puts you kind of in the top 10%. Um, and, and we ought to, we ought to be able to, to be right in that contention. And that's, that's the goal. And that's, uh, you know, as we get there, that that'll be uh, what we're looking to do. Um, but initially, you know, what I want to do is, is come in with coach Brown and, and do everything we can to, to make sure that, um, he has everything he needs to work with. Our student athletes have access to everything that they need um and uh that we're in it together um and so um you know that that's what's really important especially for me coming on i have not yet got a chance to evaluate um, any of the things that we do, I can look at stats in the scorebook, but that sure. doesn't tell the full the full yeah. story. There's a there's 365 days of work uh, that goes into those 12 results that people see on on the, on Saturdays, uh, and so yeah. you know I, I think it's important to get in there and do a very thorough uh, review of all those little things.
1: Yeah, and I, and I hope to have you on maybe at this point at the end of next season and we can we can look back and you'll have much more of an accurate uh, interpretation of what, what did go on. I guess the follow-up then is, obviously, it's no secret as well, the program was evaluating whether or not to retain head coach Neil Brown. After this past season, because it's not year one, it is year four, three out of four losing seasons, only the one bull win and this being five and seven. Again, he's not happy. No one's happy. So they did go through that evaluation process, did decide to retain him. And that obviously did polarize the fan base. You come on as the AD in the midst of that. But for you, and again, I know you're just getting your feet wet now. Is there because we're talking expectations, is there a wins bar? Does it matter how the season goes? What are you looking for in this evaluation of this next season of Coach Brown, of his staff, of the football program, so that maybe the program's not at this situation again, or if it doesn't go well, maybe less debate exists, and then you have to move on. What, what exactly are you? Because I guess it's a vague thing that people maybe aren't understanding. Like, what are you? If you miss a bowl game next year, is there a chance the coach could actually come back, or do you got to get there? What are you looking for?
0: I think for me, I've never been one to throw out a win total. Um, okay. Because if you do that, you could meet that win total and still not feel good about where you're at. And then, you know, your coach is like, well, you told me if I won this many right. games, you know, we would be fine. And, and uh, we did
1: actually hear from the, your predecessor, Shane Lyons. He did actually admit that going into the season, they did actually have a win total of of, of eight wins they thought they could get to. So we now have heard a win total that was thought yeah. of going into last season. Maybe that, you know, he didn't yeah. say that before the season, but but that that did exist. Uh, maybe for good yeah. or bad, I, we, we now know that win total.
0: would Yeah, be I mean, you know, we've had um, some good seasons and some tougher seasons here at North Texas. I just have never wanted to put it in terms of a right. win total. Because right. there's just so many things that you can't control. You know, sure. like um, five and seven is five and seven, but we were two or three plays away at, at WVU from – that looking a little different, um, and yeah. uh, and so do those two or three plays really change uh, how how the program is being ran on a day to day basis and where we're at? Well, they change it from a perception standpoint, but they they probably uh, it doesn't necessarily mean much difference. And so I, I think you back yourself into a corner with a win total, um, and you might fall one t- short of that win total, or you may exceed <laughs> it by one and, and right. still feel differently at the at the end of the year. And so I just have never believed in that. I think, I think that goes back to managing towards just an outcome or result, and not enough attention on the day-to-day process that goes on. And so, uh, and I've been consistent about that at every level of college athletics with every sport. Uh, let's go and talk about how we do things day to day. How do we recruit and market this program to student athletes? How do we onboard student athletes? What does our nutrition program look like? Is there synergy between nutrition, sports medicine, and strength and conditioning? Because those are all different, but they're all intertwined. Um, You know, and um, those are the kind of the the little nuanced things that I really want to focus on. I understand Coach Brown understands, President Gee understands, this is a results-oriented business. I just believe if you come in and focus on the processes that you're using to get there, that the results will take care of themselves. My experience has been, that's the way it is more, more times than not. Now I said this in my press conference, I like to keep things relatively simple. This is a complex job, but I try to explain it in simple terms. Yeah. I believe successful businesses, successful athletic programs, anything in life that you're running to be successful you got to have the right people they got to be in the right positions you got to give them the tools they need and then everybody has to be following the right processes so when you talk about evaluation if we're not getting the results that we want those are the things i'm going to go back and see and like hey if we have the right people but it's a tools or processes issue let's fix the tools and processes issue we get to the end of the year and we feel like the Tools and processes issue, or you know, that's not where it's yeah. at. It could be people, and so I, I, you I also get... don't
1: want a situation where if you start out 0 1 in the season, everyone's like, Oh my god, now yeah. we're mathematically we got to get to this, and we're already down behind the eight ball, and then that's how it unravels because you're just incredibly stressed out. So, I do, yeah, get
0: and that. listen, I'm a fan of, of of teams, and so like when I'm a fan. Uh, I get to be a fanatic and, and, you know, and, <laughs> yes. and crazy and yell. And, you know, right. I fire coaches at halftime when I'm watching games <laughs> on TV. Um, oh, but right. uh, when it comes to yeah. um, WVU, I'm paid to be thoughtful, reflective, right. analytical, um, not, not emotional. You know, you, they don't pay me to make emotional decisions. Um, and so uh, that's the responsibility I have to our student athletes. That's the responsibility I have to the institution, and, and and certainly all of our all of our coaches and staff. Um, and um, and so I understand there's a responsibility to the state and all the constituents uh, outside as well. Uh, but but you can't get caught up in in the emotional aspect and just start throwing numbers out there that of expectations when you haven't had a full full sure. time yet to to really understand all, of, all everything else that goes into it.
1: Yeah, talking with Ren Baker here, Mike Osti, WV Sports Now. now we got maybe about 10 minutes left here with you, so I do want to ask you one more thing in terms of this realm and then get to some things because some fans actually had some questions for me that they wanted me to ask you. I'm not going to get to all of them. Some of them I'm not even going to ask, but some of them I think actually are legitimate questions that actually do go to the fans and will also – portal and NAL as well, but in terms of the expectations, in terms of getting there, in terms of achieving those expectations, the one conversation that I've been bringing up a lot that does exist, but I don't know if it gets as much, as much energy as maybe it should, and it is kind of the wire, and this is really where the athletic director comes in, the wire that an AD has to walk in terms of scheduling. Especially for a football program. And I totally get you're responsible for all the teams, but football is that top dog program. It is the money maker. So that's really where fans want to go right now. But in terms of a football schedule, because like I call it basketball schedule, for example, you can have Bob Huggins take his team to Portland and play a top five team in the country and have a loss really not impact the season that much because you have so many games left on the schedule. You have often a week break after the long travel. So you're able to get over things. People forget about things. You can you have your conference schedule, and you can fit other things in. So you can play the back brawl every year, as well as play a couple other quality out-of-conference opponents. You have your conference teams, and you can have other games that maybe some think are gimme wins to tune up the, the team. You can do all that. It's harder in football to put that schedule together. Now, we've seen TCU out of the Big 12 this year. Put forth a schedule that included outside of the Big 12 that had ranked teams in there, and you figured always have those every year. They had an FCS team out of conference, a group of five team out of conference, then they did have a Power Five. Now, they played Colorado this year prior to Dion. We'll see what happens next year. Um, but that was what they did, and it worked when they went through that, went through the Big 12, and then they ended up getting to the playoff, even without winning a conference championship. West Virginia recently. And even what we see in the future is taking a little bit tougher approach. And I think this is kind of what Gordon Gee was bringing up. And while that's that's something, I guess, to be proud of in a way, it makes it maybe more difficult on yourself. There have been some critics to say that myself, I've even said this, that West Virginia unnecessarily maybe is scheduling some games too tough. Three years in a row, they're going to start a season on the road against the Power 5 team. This year, you played two Power 5 rivals on the road, even though – Virginia Tech is down. next year you're starting at Penn State who is in the Rose Bowl. you're gonna play pitt again even you know eight wins isn't is better than a season that West Virginia had even though that was less than their expectations. You have Alabama coming up in the future for a couple of years. Obviously that's going to be really really tough. You're gonna to have another power five team in the midst of those uh, those seasons as well. What are your thoughts on how to properly schedule a season? that also gives you a chance to reasonably win enough games to not only get a bowl yeah. game, but get above a bowl game while being respectable. <clears throat> it's very difficult to walk this line. I could argue the schedule's been too tough unnecessarily. Other people like playing these rivals because they don't even like West Virginia being in the Big 12 because they don't they lack the natural rivals. Where, where do you stand on all of that? Because it, it's very difficult to try to figure that out, and TCU just put the plan in place that you don't need as tough of an out of conference schedule that West Virginia has. If you get through the conference, you can get in the playoff. But WVU's schedule out of conference is still tougher.
0: Yeah. Um, no, I'm I'm kind of tracking probably where 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 you were. Um, you know, at North Texas, we're probably. I think we're we might be the only group of five program uh, in the country. We don't. I've not scheduled one by game since I've been here. We do some home and homes with power fives. Okay. Um, But, um, you know, we're not going to put our team in a position to be disadvantaged, even though we can make money um, taking a guarantee game. Um, And so we we've cleared a few off the books since I've been here, but we've not scheduled one. We have home and homes with Texas Tech, with Cal Berkeley, with Colorado, with Missouri, um, with Baylor. um, And we've been able to get those in part because people want to come to Texas to recruit. and, And that's a that's an advantage. But. Um, I understand what was probably going into the scheduling of some of those contests. Um, you know, when you're in a conference that doesn't lend itself necessarily to geographic rivals, right. um, you're, you're trying to drum up some of that interest, um, but the reality did is, get on
1: national TV a lot. I mean, that yeah. would be you did yes. that's a positive, yeah. But
0: but the reality is the Big Twelve um, is a extremely difficult conference. People can talk about Big Ten and SEC and at the top end, yeah. Th- those conferences are, I mean, it's as evidenced by how many national championships in a row, one of those two has won. Yeah. But um the the reality is every other conference. Uh, has teams that are also 75 and below in terms of their analytical rating. So um, when I'm evaluating uh, our programs in North Texas, I usually will go and I'll go look at the Sagarin, the SP Plus, uh, ESPN's FPI, the Massey, all of those different uh, indexes. And it, I'm a spreadsheet nerd kind of, okay. and I am them in and do and do a composite. Um, and I looked at this, and the Big 12 is the only conference where everybody is in the top 50 um yeah. and so um you know if you look at statistically looking at those analytics our team was not much different than Pitts, um, but our records are different. Right, uh, or, or, like, or like Maryland is for geographically
1: yes. another yes. example. They're in a bowl game. They played two FCS teams out of conference. West Virginia played one. You look yeah. at Michigan, you bring up the Big Ten. They're in the playoff. Obviously, when you beat Ohio State the way they did, you're going to get in. They're undefeated. But out of conference, something to yes. be a little desired there.
0: Yeah, and and, and – And it's made worse by the fact that we're the only conference, I think, right now that's playing nine conference games. And so you're in the toughest conference from top to bottom, um, and then you're playing uh, nine conference games. And no divisions. The others are
1: doing that now, but the Big 12 has been one versus two for years now. Yes. So you don't have the cushion of winning, maybe winning a weaker division. That's right. right.
0: And so, you know, I do think we have to schedule in a way that allows us to have success. And that that can include one uh, regional power five rival. Uh, I know how the fans feel about about uh, both playing Pitt and hating Pitt. Uh, I've learned that <laughs> right. very quickly. I'm right, not the smartest right. that's, that's, guy, but I'm a that's quick important.
1: study. Yeah.
0: Um, and uh, but, um, you know, I, I think. Beyond that, you've got to try and set yourself up. That FCS game is important because it ensures that you always have at least six and, and a lot of times seven home games. Right. Um, but then, you know, we, we need to have a game that that uh, we feel good about about winning. It, it's going to be really hard if you come out of nine conference one and two. And so <laughs> I, that's something we're going to look at um, as I onboard and, and figure out. Um, how do we schedule in the future? Because these games are all scheduled out. Yeah, yeah, also, yeah I know that. Right. Can we can we move some right. things around even in the short term uh, that gives us a better chance to be successful? I, and the other thing beyond the regional rivalries, there was a time when strength of schedule was you know the talk of the of the town. But with the playoffs expanding, that's going to be less important. Um, yeah. And then with the Big Twelve being so good, um, I don't think you've got to worry about strengthening your schedule through that nine conference piece.
1: Yeah, it does appear that even with Oklahoma and Texas leaving and the teams that are coming in, at minimum, you're if you go through the conference schedule and do well there, you have a chance of two to three rank wins at minimum. And this year would have been more TCU with five wins against ranked teams when they played them this year, all in conference. So I think
0: I I went back, I ran the Big 12, both the current membership when I looked at these leagues and with yeah. the new membership even with the new membership i think houston's uh, composite score in my in my analytics was 56 so it's okay. still you know i mean there's no um there is no teams that are 80 90 you know yeah I mean,
1: and 2 years ago houston was a much better team than this past season yes, so yes. that things could always flip on a dime as well one thing as i segue that can flip on a dime is how you rebuild a roster nowadays That wasn't maybe the case in the past. We've seen Bob Huggins, for example, adapt, despite maybe being against the portal years ago, speaking against it, and now adapting and adjusting, bringing a whole new starting five off the portal that's looking like a much better Mountaineer basketball team. Football-wise, though, it's, it's an animal to say the very, very least. West Virginia has had some losses. I don't honestly think the portal madness that a lot of West Virginia fans are predicting doomsday off five and seven has occurred. A lot of the players weren't starters. They're looking for more playing time. Maybe like JT Daniels lost starting jobs, etc. Those are more reasons. But what are your thoughts on the portal in general, NIL, how to handle all of that? relationship with country roads trust which is certainly involved in a big deal for west virginia how you think the program has done portal wise because two years ago they did lose a, a lot of players a lot of key players not maybe the case right now but you never know we yeah. could get off the air here and and we could have a couple more announcements it's hard to cover all of this you're basically following twitter and instagram for for what these kids are going to do and the one end of the coin is it's only kind of fairing up how it was in the past where a coach could leave that recruited these kids and then they would get screwed and have to sit out if they were only there for that coach. But now even with these windows being put in place, it does seem like it still kind of turns off some fans. It's hard to know who's on these teams. You can use it to your advantage, but it's also a disadvantage. And then you have players that are maybe going for to schools because of the money, because of NIL. Wow. They're 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 taking a deal one place versus the other. And actually, I don't know if you're aware of this, but but this actually does connect to me being out of Pittsburgh Media. Rodney Gallagher, who right now is West Virginia's top commit of the 2023 class, which is part of maybe a selling point of keeping Neil Brown. He was the first player in Pennsylvania to take an NIL deal while still a high school student. So he yeah. currently has an IL deal before he's walking on your campus. So he's gonna pick up more. I mean, you keep picking up these deals. He might end up with more of an income than than some people that are that are working at WVU. How does how does that work for you? How do you figure all of that out? What are your thoughts on all of that and trying to marry that together? I know you did well financially with boosters and NIL at North Texas, but this is a, a bigger league situation and it's yeah. only getting crazier despite people trying to put tightened <clears throat> windows on it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm probably in line with a lot of people who are concerned uh, about the situation only because I think the beautiful thing about college athletics is it teaches life lessons, how to work within a team, how to. Yes, you can have personal goals, but how you have to pursue team goals and, and, uh, you know, your personal goals can't come at the expense of team goals, Um, perseverance, battling adversity. Um, and so taking IL out for a second, just the portal, I do think lends itself sometimes for people to hit reset when, um, they might be better off if they learn to fight through something. Um, and, uh, but you know, they're also adults, um, and it's really hard to be in a position where you're telling young, you know, young adults, uh, that they don't have the same rights that their coaches or staff may have. Um, so I don't see that winding back and, and it really puts, um uh, the burden on us to to help them grow and mature quickly and understand that that there are lessons you go through as a freshman or sophomore that make you the player that you want to be as a junior and senior Um, and to show them a great experience to show them that we love them that we care about them it's not just about performance it's you know that we value the person over the player Um, and those are the things that you have to do to help retain Um, in terms of nil um, i think that's also one that um you know you have to play by the rules of engagement. And the rules of engagement right now are that NIL is very much a part of the competitive environment. Um, I am very uh, adamant that we do a good job trying to help educate kids. I, I think handing anybody, not just college athletes, um, a large sum of money that yep. has a, that's going to end in a finite period of time can create some really catastrophic habits for them. And, uh, we got to do a great job of educating them. Um, and, uh, you know, even if it could be a financial catastrophe, you go out and you have a down payment for a car and you have some income coming in, you can pay monthly, but if you get mm-hmm. injured and that income's gone, now you got trouble. And so sure. those are things. You that, make 50 um,
1: grand. If you spend 55 grand, you don't have any money. <laughs> that, that's
0: right. And, and yeah. those are things I think about myself when I was in college. Uh, and I wasn't a college athlete. You handed me when I would, I mentioned I was, uh to earlier on 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 a deal, I was a full academic scholarship kid, and then i I was yeah. Pell grant eligible, so i 'd get my pell grant back and i would be i couldn't spend it fast enough you know so i 've been there i understand it but but i really i want to make sure that we're we're teaching kids the right the right way to do do things, but I think we can do those things uh and still provide these n i l opportunities and I do see it as an opportunity. Um, and, and it's a competitive opportunity. And so yeah. we're going to have to be engaged in that space. And you're going to hear that message from me consistently. You're going to see me encourage activity from our from our fan base and from businesses across the state of West Virginia and the region, um, because I do think uh I do think we have an obligation to ensure that we're providing opportunities equal to or better than our competitors. And that's going to come through uh, areas like NIL and Country Roads Trust and, and those and those kind of things. And so um, I'm very thankful yeah. to, um, you know, the, the, the people that are, are giving and to Country Roads Trust and, and are backing it. Um, because I do think at the end of the day, that is about providing opportunities
1: yeah. and and West Virginia does have the the benefit, in a way, if you want to glass out full take of having so much success throughout the history of the program, but also recently, relatively recently in athletics and having so many former athletes and former alums, et cetera, notable figures that are doing it big, whether professional sports, media, industry, academia, et cetera. So there's money to be had. there There's boosters of money out there. there's there, there's alums that that have major platforms. You can actually I'm, I, I know you've talked a lot about. Your your thoughts on alums and repairing those relationships and maintaining those and messaging Pat McAfee and, and all of that. So I'm not gonna ask you that here because we only have another minute with you. Um, WV Sports Now, we do have all that coverage and we did talk to you on Monday at your press or you, you addressed that. But that all exists. So that also can be a major benefit to the program as well, once things are turned around and and keeping those relationships moving. What I do wanna ask you before I do get you out of here, is something that a lot of fans are asking that I know that you did at North Texas in terms of, this is really about the fans now, the student fans, in terms of the student seating for basketball, for football, and where you place them to try to make sure it was the most fan engagement that you possibly could get. There are some West Virginia fans that were telling me they're not too thrilled with where they are seating, especially on the upper level, because if you look at the football field at Milan Pushkar, I know even when I was a student, there is lower level and upper level. And when you're a freshman, your priority is lower because you haven't been accruing going to games. You're going to get upper. Maybe you're more rowdy than maybe the the seniors who are kind of done with school. But you're yep. way up high. And then basketball-wise, there are some fans that even would rather be behind the hoop. I know a lot of former players, current players, Eric Stevenson on the team now has been vocal on this on Twitter. John Flowers, who you met at the press conference, he's brought this up. What are your thoughts on maybe reconfiguring the the student section do you like where they are do you understand maybe your perspective of moving them somewhere else what's maybe fans are not understanding on why they couldn't be moved that maybe would would would, would pull back the maybe some of the venom of why are we way up here when when yeah. we're paying you know good money or when we're students and want to come
0: Well, and and by the way, when we finish this, if we need to go a couple more minutes, we can. I'll try to answer this quickly. I haven't had a chance to be at games yet, so it's it's a little bit harder for me to evaluate. Um, uh, But we certainly at at UNT, uh, we've changed a lot since I've been here um, in in trying to um, ensure that um, our students were having a great experience. And, um, you know, we really we have 44,000 students. And so, and and we get a lot of money from student fees. Um, and so,
1: that's more than I would have thought, actually.
0: That's yeah, it's a we're one of the twenty five largest public research universities yes. in the in the country. So, um, and so you know we've spent a lot of time when we talk about fan experience, we spend just as much time on the student experience as we do um, the the you know the. Uh, paying non-student fan experience um, because i really do think the best way for us to grow that base is to start with students who are passionate loyal uh, make sure that they have a great time that they're treated well and then we transition and we give uh and you know we have more uh, of an ability to do this from an inventory standpoint um than uh you know wvu has where uh you're 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 you sell out never get close to selling out right. but we our student uh, graduates um we give them free tickets for a year that they can come back still sit in the student section um wow. still do that <laughs> and then and then over a four year period it's graduated it's the next year 75% and then 50% and then 25% off and then um you know ultimately they have the full tab but uh, it's a big part of our strategic plan here and what we spend a lot of time talking about Um, so it's something I'll be open to and and we'll look at. Um, I want students to have a great time. They're very important to the environment. Um, you know, it's interesting. Um, the trend certainly nationally has been to take students out of the end zone and put them on sideline. Um, you know, part of that is, um, uh, so, so like basketball, I don't know the camera angle yet, but part of that is people like to see that full student section um, on, on TV. On I think
1: camera. that might be the reason. Yeah. If you look, yeah. you get to see yeah. the signs. They are better on camera now. Yeah, than they And are. so
0: there's different reasons for doing different things, but I'm coming in without any preconceived notions. I want to hear the pros and cons of each. Most of the time in these kind of situations, there's not a right or a wrong or a perfect answer. It's just uh, the answer that best uh, sure. scratches the most itches, I guess, uh, so to speak. So um, I, I will definitely look at that. Um, uh, another one that's come up a lot is black uniforms. We have black
1: uniforms. I was going to go actually, to- yeah, people wanted me to ask you about <laughs> that as well. That, a lot of former players are big on bringing those back. And actually, yes. I don't know if you're even aware of the TBT. A lot of yes. former, West Virginia yeah. is big in that because okay. a lot of former former yeah. players, are part of that and had deep runs in that. And yeah, they're trying to on, on a personal there. level. And,
0: I, I love alternate uniforms now. I think the majority of games you need to wear your colors and the, the ones that people resonate with. But I was
1: also going to bring that in because I don't know if you're aware too. West Virginia changes their uniform every week in football. And I know a lot yeah. of people want the black uniforms in basketball back, maybe even black in football. They change them every week. There's gray, some of them don't really have blue and gold at all. There's a yeah. white one with a blue helmet. So there are yeah. some that maybe want them to get a little bit more traditional, but it's yeah. also a cool thing and a marketing thing to change every week
0: too. Yeah, it's usually a push and pull, right? It's the younger students, the 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 right. student athletes who who like the alternate jerseys, like the different things, and it's the traditional alumni that um, you know. What yeah. I always tell our folks here at North Texas, because our you know we are the mean green, so we have some folks that get real upset when we're not wearing <laughs> green. Um, but I always just say, hey, you know the kids making plays like some alternate uniforms. And, you know, as much as we love your support, (laughs) I think we all want the kids that make plays to be happy and we want to get more of those, of those young people in our program. So I probably tend to lean a little bit towards, um, uh, making sure that our student athletes feel like we're fresh and, and, uh, you know, we're being cutting edge, we're giving them some options. Uh, I'm not committing to anything, but, but I think people will find that, um, you know, I, I like uh, marketing has been a big part of my background. I like to try some different things.
1: Okay. Ren Baker here, Mike Ossie, WV Sports. Now, one last one. This will be fun. Uh, and I actually heard something about you that I don't know if is true or not, because this also might connect if you have any more conversation with Pat McAfee, by the way, if he responds to you, if you guys talk, maybe you want to bring this up. I don't know if you watched him when he was at WrestleMania, when he had a match at WrestleMania. And obviously he's a big pro wrestling fan WWE contract as well I heard that you uh, have or a, a pro wrestling fan as well and you 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 did some things at North Texas that involved the pro wrestling route outside of even just c- conventional wrestling at the school so is that true at all uh, and it, uh, separate from that is there anything that you'd want Mountaineer Nation or anybody at all to know about you, Ren Baker, that they don't already know, that they maybe couldn't find in a Google search about your I said this to you at the press conference, I think your story could be a Disney movie, going from grad yeah. assistant to admin to North Texas and out of VU, but anything that people don't know that you want people to know, and then is the pro wrestling fandom thing true? And you definitely want to bring that up to Pat McAfee if that's the case.
0: Yeah, no, I love pro wrestling and always have. So I grew up, uh, like as you as you know, in rural Oklahoma. Um, we didn't have cable TV and and we couldn't afford satellite. And it was the okay. old school satellites. The people that had those was the big one. And you know, like, and so um, you all you could get was what you could get over the air through an antenna. And um, so we only really got two channels at my house. And so um, you know, the the only sporting event that was consistently available was pro wrestling. And uh, so, growing up, that was my brother and I both picked wrestlers, and and uh, we would watch the matches, then reenact it. Uh, we had <laughs> twin beds, and we would take the mattresses, put them in the floor. And um, okay. so, I grew up a big fan. Um, we definitely have used, used pro wrestling here It Connects with the with the fans here. Um, if you're familiar with the Von Eric family, um, two yeah. of them played yeah played sports here. Right. Um, they're from Denton or, uh, originally if okay. you go back. Um, yeah, yeah. and, um, and then Stone Cold Steve school. Austin played football here. Um, yeah, and so, you know, right. so there was a natural connection there. And, um, we did the first ever pro wrestling, uh, event at a game. So we had a, a big match set of matches after the game, but we did <laughs> a match at, at halftime and, good. um, and we got a huge billing out of that. I think we, Figured we sold another five or 6,000 tickets just because we added the wrestling to it. You could spot the wrestling fans, by the way. And I say that as one. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, I love it. Uh, my favorite wrestler of all time would be Ric Flair. Um, I'm not comfortable enough yet with you, uh, to do all of my Ric Flair impersonations, but maybe (laughs) a few few podcasts. Next time we'll do, we'll do,
1: we'll do a woo maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I I could, I could
0: probably, uh, I could probably do that, but, um, yeah, I, I uh, my wife says it's the men's soap opera. Uh, so uh, that's what I, hear that. I hear that. I hear that too. Yeah, yeah, I
1: hear that too. Actually, tonight it's actually Smackdowns in, in Pittsburgh. So, um, yeah, I, I hear that too. Actually, I, I, I'm a little younger than you, but I did grow up also a pro, pro wrestling fan. So uh, that's a cool thing. And if you ever do that again at a view, I would I would definitely tell mcafee hey this is the game you want to be at because maybe he'll try to connect the dots if you get game day there that's definitely something to. to i, I actually to be i've been
0: behind so i was just watching a little bit of raw last night and it scrolled across the bottom that they're going to be in wheeling and i'm like rewinding, like i'm
1: like yeah you know, they go is- they do go to west virginia yeah, for some house shows sometimes yeah. maybe even more than that there's other outside wbe they sometimes get there and, and and yeah that's definitely something to keep noting and i and and I, McAfee was at WrestleMania. Think about that. Yeah. Who who other who else has an alum? Uh, the, no the, the, doubt. Informant? Yeah. So that that's that's a big deal. And I, and I will tell you that at a TV station I, I worked at, myself and a couple colleagues, just middle of the the newsroom, sometimes would do the two claps, two claps and a rook for the woo thing. And yeah, a lot of people would be annoyed they didn't know what we were doing, but it was it was a cool thing that we were into at the time. Yeah. Um, obviously that transcends just pro wrestling as well with rick flair so that i'm glad that that was actually truthful you never always believe fans when you, they say something to you on twitter so that, yeah. no <laughs> that like actually i am truthful I, I, and we'll have to come listen, connect the dots I there bash,
0: i was bashful about it for a time but now i'm not and i like that my girls and wife are not really into it but so i like to aggravate them sometimes i enter the room i may play uh, stone Cold's glass breaking mm-hmm. or i may play space odyssey from rick flair and That's and uh, enter the room dramatically but uh uh that's more to tease them give them a hard time they're they're always like come on dad but uh, no i enjoy it it's kind of a little break from reality yeah. sometimes.
1: you you can tell them that my wife grew up a wrestling fan as well made a sign when she went to raw one year she tells me about and her older brother would practice the moves on her luckily she's fine so you can <laughs> it, uh children of all ages all all, all genders etc can be into it but thanks again man for the time i definitely appreciate the time for sure And we will be happy to have you on, be able to do this again sometime for sure. And and I'm glad the Mountaineer Nation got to know you a little bit. I've been getting to know you a bit. I I put this out there. I think you're the right man for the job. I've been impressed with the resume, like talking to you. So the proof will be in the pudding because that's all the response I always got. Well, we can't say that now. But but I definitely appreciate the time for sure.
0: Well, thanks for having me on. And uh, I would tell Mountaineer Nation, can't wait to get out and and meet everybody. And uh, I'm excited to be there.
1: Absolutely. So again, Ren Baker, the new, and I guess we'll drop the new now, athletic director of West Virginia University, of course, football, basketball, women's soccer, Big 12 champs, uh, a lot going on athletically for the Mountaineers. And he right now will be guiding the program into the future. Again, Ren Baker, the new athletic director for WVU, WV Sports Now. I'm Mike Oste. That'll do it for this edition of the show. Hit that subscribe button, like, subscribe, follow the, follow the site, ex- the channel, etc. And uh, can't wait to talk to Ren again and, and, and see where the program is at, at that point. All right, I appreciate I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Believe.